John, do you need a minute? John, you need a minute. You could cool down. Looks like you're sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating for sure. In my in my sweater that I wanted to wear because it's fall now, but it's not does really. Does it seem like I'm mocking these people? I'm, yeah, 100%. Oh, it does? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like you're not Some being, people deserve it. <laughs> and welcome, welcome back, back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John, and I am your gracious, gracious host. Wow. And she's just here. That's rude. <laughs> Then you lead you lead this conversation then, John. More passion, more energy, more passion, more energy. Maybe I should sit in an uncomfortable chair because right now I could take a nap. You look cozy as fuck. I do. I You're got like, my Are you ready to snuggle up next to fire? On. I'm like, my mouth is so uncomfortable that like my body has to be uncomfortable. That my body has to be comfortable. Because right. I started Invisalign. It's it better now though, right? I mean, kind of, but it's like when you take them out, like I'm om almost thinking of putting the top one back in because when you talk, it just like rubs against the... Why did you take it out? So that I didn't have a lisp for this. <laughs> I don't know if you have a lisp. I the bottom one in. I don't, even I don't know. know. I didn't want to like sound different. I think that there's a tiny one and I didn't want to like, you know, I have to read these questions, John. Okay, fair enough. But you have to wear it for like 18 hours a day, right? Something like that. That is for a wild. few months. Yeah, like five, six months. I guess that's better than braces, though. <sighs> yeah, I you guess. You know the fucked up thing is your parents paid for you to have braces when you're a kid. And you and you You know that your teeth just shift when you age, you, you know, motherfucker. My... Like you act like I went out of my way to be like, yeah, F my parents. Wait, they don't like once you do the braces, <laughs> stupid me, because my parents didn't give me braces. My teeth are just perfect. No, look at my teeth. They look fine. You could kick a football through this one. Your bottom ones are a little bit crooked. They, I think the dentist was like, I mean, John's teeth are like, okay for now. And I think my parents kind of like, <laughs> they were like, oh, that. cool. We like, don't oh, have to good. pay money. Jen got breastfed. I didn't get breastfed. <laughs> breastfed. Like, it's that's just why, bullshit. That's why you're dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things, you know? It's you've, unfair. You've made it this far. But this is my, I've always had issues with my teeth though. Like, I have a fake tooth. When my wisdom teeth got taken out, I had nerve damage. I've fallen on my face a bajillion times. And you're the one that's I like, had a we don't canal. need dental insurance. Nah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I wait, don't think that insurance wait. would cover Invisalign either. You're saying out of all the shit that's happened to you, dental insurance wouldn't have covered any of it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't. exactly. You, I don't know. You don't know. But yeah, it is kind of annoying. I'm hoping though that I get used to it because it's disgusting taking them in and out. It's more again just like how they feel. It just like it's I kind have of a painful. stupid question because you're saying your teeth shift as you get older. Yeah, but I or thought, like when you're pregnant, your teeth can shift. I know, but like since you had braces, once you're done with the braces, they take it off. Don't they put like a bumper or something in your mouth to keep no, them from I shifting? I didn't get a permanent retainer. No. Why not? They just didn't give me one. So then they just. Then your teeth just shift on their own? Like, no, no, no. What? I had like a nighttime retainer. Okay, so there's something you didn't do <laughs> okay, that you were supposed to do. No, like over time, like I, over you're time, it wouldn't just matter? shifted. Yeah. Oh, I'm calling <laughs> bullshit. Shifted. I'm calling bullshit. You didn't do something you were supposed to do, and that's why you're in the situation you're in now. You made fun of me wearing, when I would wear my retainer, and you'd say like, you'd say you're- Sorry, it smelled bad. You'd say, <laughs> you'd say, like, clean it. Like, I want to kiss you, and you're like, <sighs> first of all, I've had that. Would it kill you to brush it? Eighth grade, <laughs> I do brush it. How do you, how are you supposed to keep something from eighth grade? 
That's what I mean. I was like, I'm not wearing I'm not this. a dentist. I don't know. Um, it was yellow, wasn't it? Well, no, it was like glow in the dark. I chose a glow in the dark version. So, but your mouth, you you grow and stuff. They it doesn't grow with you. I don't know. Like I think from bringing it through college, losing it, it probably fell under. They don't a few make you beds. an adult one, is what I'm saying. <laughs> then why don't they make you an adult one? John, I don't know. I I haven't been to my orthodontist. There's a lot of missing uh, information in this story why that I think you? you're like, you know. You're not either telling me something or you what just is, what, negligence. What is it was so, definitely negligence. What on your is end. so secretive about my teeth shifted and I'm doing Invisalign? You know, so many people who have done Invisalign who've had braces. And did you interrogate them? No. I think I'm just in my head now thinking like, was this all a scam? So you're getting your teeth fixed. You're going through hell for two years as a kid. I'm sure like detrimental to your my mental health like you're like about, embarrassed and then your teeth just get fucked up again no why even get braces then? i was never embarrassed about wearing braces i'm sure middle some people are because though. everyone had braces when you're in middle school i didn't my parents didn't get me any we get it john you have childhood trauma like i'm just we saying know. would it have killed them to <laughs> to help your child you're out? just so jealous of me that i had braces and now your parents that loved you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that's what i'm jealous of Let's get down to the core of this. I, I know. Okay. Just um, my ending comment with this is I'm starting to think now that this is all just a money grab. So you get braces, you get your braces off, and then no matter what, your teeth end up shifting again as an adult. So I'm like, why the fuck even go through that to begin with? Because think about how how fucked up my teeth would be if I didn't get braces like they're still straight they're till they're still relatively straight well they need to come up with something where it just permanently stays i think people can get permanent retainers in so they stay but i said no i want the glow in the dark one that my husband will make fun of me for having. i'm not making fun of you because it glows in dark i made fun of you because it smelled bad it didn't smell smell. no it didn't all right anyways moving on this week you know what smells bad john (laughs) you smell bad you don't wear fucking socks, your shoes smell, and you have skid stains in your pants. That's what smells. First off, I would have to have a gooch spot in my boxers to have a skid stain. There's nothing there. Yes, there's there's no John, just they don't smell. Pants off. Just pants off. Remember when your feet did really smell though? Yeah. So bad. So bad. It was was it diet? Oh yeah. I was slamming like well, yeah, because I was eating like four chicken thighs with a whole bag of minute rice and hot sauce for lunch every day and then fast food and stuff yeah you put your feet up and i'm like something's sour over here it's just like when you have like a bender on a weekend and you go in the stairmaster or do some cardio and you're just sweat you sweat so much more after like a binger of a weekend because you're getting all those demons out of you you know Anyways, so yeah, there's that. What are we talking about? Um, let's talk about the week, this week. You w- wanted to talk about my smelly retainer <laughs> from middle school for the past 20 minutes. I just learned a lot. It, it was interesting. God, fuck braces. Anyways, moving on. So What did you do? This week, uh, your parents came. They came for they four did. days. Nonstop fun. We went on some hikes. We went and ate a I lot. I smoked <laughs> seven cigars with your dad. My mouth is an ashtray. He's a cigar man. He it loves is. a cigar. I do love cigars too, but, but it was good. It was nice. They had the last time they came was when we closed on our house about a year ago. And we all slept on the floor. So this was a big change. Yeah. So my dad, he's a contractor. 
in New York and man was I nervous to have him go and see our house you were nervous you weren't even there I was there day one when we were walking through and then I said I'm never coming back it's like that's his his love language though he's like I this is how I'm going to show you love is by 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 telling telling your contractors what they should be doing what they should be doing and then leaving and I'm like let them do their job he's like well I obviously know how to do it way better now I'm waiting for multiple quotes on the added stuff that your dad wants them to do but it makes sense though like the things that he added on sure sure (laughs) just more money out of our pockets just keep piling it on you know he's like don't whatever it was good your dad's telling me measurements and stuff I'm like Dan I don't Dude, I can't even like, hammer Dan, a nail straight. I wasn't breastfed. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you think I could do this? I wasn't breastfed. Come on. But it was fun. It was always good catching up with the rents. It was so nice having them here. But just tiring, though, too. I'm like, I need to just nap and take care of my body. And Three to four days of people visiting or you visiting someone is a perfect amount of time. Right. Especially when you're around each other 24-7. Like if we go visit my parents, we visit your parents, we have friends, we know people there, we could like leave and do stuff. But when you're like with each other 24-7, four days. That's the hard part about not living close to family, though, is that you can't just like jump in and out on like a weekday, a weekend, just to like grab dinner. It's like when you visit, it's an extended stay. Right. I mean, it's either that or then you live next to them and then you have to see them all the time. You feel obligated. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather do it this, this way. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. What else did we do? Oh, we caught the mouse. We didn't well, update we you did. guys on that. We caught the mouse. But are there more? The exterminator came back today. Is this the exterminator that you said you wanted to be friends with? He's so nice. Yeah, he's a cool guy, right? So nice. He's like, I heard you caught the mouse. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, good job. Good for you. I was like, How I feel good hear? about myself. Uh, the landlord told him. Oh, okay. But so I took the mouse. It was like a live trap. I took him and I got in the car and I stuck my arm out the window just in case the trap opened. So I like, he went for a ride. So you were going to like have him tumble down the mountain? No, no, he couldn't case... get out of the trap. But like, but in I... case it opened. That or the car? Yeah, you can... <laughs> You're going to tumble down the mountain. <laughs> I drove all the way to the top of the hill and I dropped him off. But now I'm hearing they can like trace the trail back miles. I don't believe it. There's no, there's too many obstacles that that little man will have to get through to make it back to our house. He's going to find a better, a better venue. I hope so. There's no way. I, I hope you don't there's come no back. Because <laughs> there, there's some not live traps now that we have. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. The exterminator brought other traps he's like we're gonna have to try these well there's no more but it's like the snap one it's not like what 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 we did the live one yeah but like you think i'm gonna snap them in half no i mean it's gonna snap down on them i don't know if you know it's gonna chop them in half or not john no get rid of those so you want me we caught him with a live one at 10 o'clock at night again and take him and drive to the top of the hill every time we you'd, find a mouse? You'd rather remove a decapitated mouse? Why would I remove it? I'd just throw it out. You'd still have to like look at it. Anyways. And by the way, in all the comments when we talked about this on the last one, they're like, you have to kill him because when there's one, there's like seven. We should keep And you them. can't get rid of them. We should keep them as pets. Okay. They're so cute. One time my sister and I... We had um, gerbils when we were like in middle school or something, and they were t- gerbils or hamsters. Uh, they were gerbils, which like I don't really Those know what the, the difference the bigger is. Bigger ones. 
I thought the gerbils are smaller because I had a hamster named Nibbles and he was pretty hefty. So we got gerbils and I thought that they told us that they were two boys. So we named them Timon and Pumbaa. And then the next day we woke up and there was like 30 babies in in the cage. And then like half of them were eaten because if they birth too many, they they kill the ones that they can't what, care for. What do you mean? You're the one giving them food. It's not like they're we running out of they food. Were boys. We thought they were both boys, but they weren't. And then we had to just give all of our friends gerbils. We kept them. I bet you we had to give one of them away. We were like, we don't know which one is a boy or a girl. <laughs> it was traumatic. I had a hamster once. <laughs> Had him for one day. The next day, I look in the cage. Somehow, this Gone. guy got his neck stuck in the wheel and it ripped his whole throat out. <laughs> I'm serious. And that was the last time I had a, a hamster. I mean, it was a rat. I don't know. It was one of those two. When people ripped ask, his whole throat out. Why don't you guys have kids? <laughs> Just refer them back to this moment. John, that is horrible. I, I didn't design the cage. I can't even believe that I, I didn't let you around Kobe. He's my angel. Where is he? He's not running on a hamster wheel. I don't know how he got his neck stuck in the wheel. Anyways, let's move on to questions. Why do why does like every kid want a hamster? I uh, did. I don't think I wanted one. I think Mine my sister lived. wanted one. They just gave me one to like so that we both had one. I think it's like a little sense of responsibility. Mine lived till he was like six, which is long for a hamster. Cool. I'm so over this. Let's go. Let's get into questions. Okay. Before we jump into questions, this episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Are you tired of endlessly searching for the perfect doctor? We'll wipe those tears away and put down that ice cream because we have the solution for you. Introducing ZocDoc, the one-stop destination to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. Once you find the doc you want, you could book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. With ZocDoc, you could say goodbye to the hassle of asking everyone you know for the recommendations. This free app connects you with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You could easily filter your search based on your insurance, location, and the specific condition you need treatment for. But wait, there's more. Many of their doctors have appointments available within 24 hours, ensuring that you get the care you need when you need it. At most. No more waiting weeks or even months for an appointment. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to take charge of your healthcare. Head over to ZocDoc.com straight and download the ZocDoc app for free today. Find and book a top-rated doctor who truly understands you and makes you feel comfortable. That's ZocDoc.com slash straight. ZocDoc.com slash straight. Take the first step towards better healthcare with ZocDoc. All right, let's get into it. Alex and John, what is your opinion on going to a store or a restaurant that is about to close? Do you or do you not go? For example, you're hungry, you're craving Mexican food, but it's eight o'clock and your favorite Mexican restaurant closes at nine. Do you go or lose out on your craving because it's too close to closing time? Or if it's a store that closes at 11 and it's 10.50, but all you need is one thing, you run in, you run out, do you go? I honestly thought you were saying like closing, like the... The restaurant's like closing for good. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, closing time. Protocol, one hour. I need like 20 minutes to eat. I'm sure that's fucked up. The restaurant probably would hate that. I mean, I don't normally do that, but... You have to... If it's 10 minutes before it's closing... No. I, I'd probably like... Can I call it like order in to pick it up? <gasps> no, because like kitchen But like closing, an hour like, before. I think it's rude to go in too close to closing time. People are already 
cleaning up. They're ready to go. I think maybe a grocery store is a little bit different if like you're in and you're out. But a restaurant, like the amount of mess that you're going to make if like they close in 10 minutes. I think an hour is enough time. It just really depends on what yeah, the I'm not going to say 10 minutes, like an hour, just like I would call an hour before to do the pickup. I wouldn't come in after an hour. That's too close to closing. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of just like respecting the staff there. Mine's more, not that at all. Mine's more like the oh. awkwardness of me sitting there eating while I know they're waiting for me to get. I out. just know that when I was a server at PF Chang's, John, <laughs> And we closed at 10 and people would come in at 9.50. Our manager would be like, seat them. And I'm like, oh my God, I did all of my side work. Fuck no. All you your life lessons from P.F. Chang's. Yeah. You love. Being a server teaches you a lot, John. That's probably why you're such a terrible person is because you were never a server. I was a fucking lifeguard. I saved people. I no, didn't you save didn't. anyone. You didn't save anyone. No, I didn't. No, not once. <laughs> Next question. My boyfriend and I hardly ever fight, but when we do, he brings up all the things I never knew bothered him. He also dramatizes everything. For example, let's say I tell him I'm stressed because there's so much to do around the house. He interprets that as me saying, you never helped me do anything. This is all your fault, even though I never said any of those things. I want to bring it up to him, but I don't know when is a good time. I don't want to start a fight by bringing it up, but I don't want to say it in the fight for I fear it won't be well received. Any advice? I feel like he's just projecting his thoughts that like what he thinks that you're actually saying about him, you know, without really talking to you about it. Right. So he's just assuming. He's, he's assuming he's saying the things that he thinks that you're thinking, but you haven't actually said those words. So that's when you have to tell him, is this a story that you're telling yourself? Right. <laughs> you know, is that what you heard me saying? Did like, I say those words or are you putting those words into my mouth? Because I didn't say that. I feel like that's such a common argument. Of course. I mean, everyone just likes to assume things and then write out the story again that they're telling themselves. But I don't know. I just think that like being on the same page before again, shit hits the fan or you argue and just being like, hey, I've noticed in our past disagreements that this comes up. I just want you to know, like we're on the same team here. This is how I actually feel it's uh we say this all the time it's communication. communication communication i think she's not even talking about him right like i would hate for her to have to be like i need a vent for a second this isn't about you now i'm gonna say my piece you know like the fact that she is just talking like i'm stressed like i'm just stressed out right now it has nothing to do with you and him making it feel like it is about him. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, talk about it. I don't think it needs to be something serious, but obviously he's not getting the message. Yeah, I think in those moments, you just have to like take a beat when you are, when he does address that and say, wait a minute, what, like, why are you- Hold up, Hold wait up. a minute. Why are you interpreting what I Did said? Did I fucking say, say that? Because <laughs> you've done that in the past where you're like, you think I'm not doing this. About, and I'm like, did I say that? I'm not saying that. It's annoying as fuck. I hate when you <laughs> counter with that. But but it's true because I'm like, I didn't never said that. I never said that. Next question. <laughs> I got pregnant a year ago. At the time I got pregnant, I had finished sleeping with one guy and started sleeping with another. I knew that the first guy had gotten me pregnant. The second guy suspected I was pregnant. So I went to the doctor and it turns out I was pregnant. I told the second guy it was his as I felt like I couldn't tell the actual guy that I was pregnant. The guy who thought he was a dad was very supportive, although he never once offered to pay for half of the abortion. 
The guy who actually got me pregnant has been in a relationship since shortly after I got pregnant. It's now been almost a year. Is it bad if I tell the guy who got me pregnant or am I better not telling him? Or should I wait until he's single and not in a relationship? Help, I'm feeling so lost at the moment. So I know this is a really tough topic and everyone has different views on this. So whether you agree with abortion or you don't agree with abortion, we're literally just gonna talk about the facts. So based off this question, she had an abortion. I feel like I can look at both sides. This guy has the right to know that he potentially was gonna have a child. On the other hand, there's a lot of factors where it's like, he's in a full-time relationship already. If you're not trying to get back with him, I don't, I don't know necessarily if I would tell him because it's just going to reopen a wound. I just, I think it's something that you should have said when you found out in the beginning. And at this point, because there's nothing tying you together, I wouldn't bring it up. He's in a relationship. You're the one who waited. You lied to the second guy. Like if anything, you should apologize to the second guy and let him know it wasn't his because now he has to carry that that I don't I don't know if it's necessarily trauma, but he has to carry now that past with him, which n he never should have been a part I of. I would begin think it's with. trauma. You told this guy what's with the web of lies? Were you telling him this in hopes that like this will strengthen my relationship with the second guy? Are you dating the second guy still? Right. So, so, so you told him you were pregnant, and then I'm assuming you also told him you had an abortion. So now this guy's like. Uh, yeah, it's fucking trauma. He's like, I thought I was going to have a baby and now I don't. And it's not, then it's not even his kid. Like, what the fuck? Where's your like... I also don't love that you wrote, though he was very supportive, the guy who thought he was a dad, although he never once offered to pay. Like, Pay for he, what? Why the fuck does he have to? It's you, not his kid. And would you have accepted it? Like, if... I don't know. I just think like... She obviously would have accepted it. She's asking. She was thinking about it. Like, why the fuck did he not even offer? Perhaps let's get pr your prior priorities in order i can't believe you told the second guy it was his baby and then had the audacity to be upset with him that he didn't offer to pay for an abortion that's not even it wasn't even his child to begin with what the fuck what the fuck you owe it to the second guy to let him know if you haven't already i wouldn't tell the first guy and then if i were you I would go seek counsel because I don't know if this is something that you're also going to like need some therapy to come back from after potentially doing this to someone else, you know, altering someone else's mindset. I don't know. I just think that that's very that's unfair. I think we leave it where it is with what we've said. We set our piece on this. I know it's a touchy subject. So we'll. Next question. Next question. My fiance is truly beautiful, but has recently convinced herself that she needs preventative Botox. She knew I was against it and lied about getting it. Fast forward a few months and one of her friends accidentally brought it up to me. Do I have a right to be mad? My fear is that it is a slippery slope and she will think she needs more and more as we get older. Do I even have the right to an opinion on this? No, you don't. <laughs> I think it's nice that you at the end of that question said, do I even have a right? I mean, he's asking the genuine question. I was first very annoyed with this person. I'm like, it's not your body, man. She can do whatever the fuck she wants with it. I also just think, though, like, it's nice for you to be supportive of your fiance by letting her know that she's truly beautiful. Because if you were to answer, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, be like, yeah, you could use some Botox. That's not going to work in your favor either. So I think, like, 
your only answer should be, no, you don't need it, <laughs> you know, but I support you if you get it because it's your body and you should do whatever you want. I think you could speak your opinion. It's your choice. I mean, it's your choice to say whatever you want, but like in the end, it's their decision. I think I can't hold anything back. If I was gonna like, you're going to look terrible. I'd still tell you, but I'd be like, fucking go for it. It's your butt. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You looking at me with my frozen Botox forehead. I tell you all the time, like Alex, you don't need anything, but. I definitely do need a little bit more Botox on my forehead. But you're going to do what you want. Also, what is right. preventative Botox? Uh, it's like before you have wrinkles. I mean, I, I didn't start getting Botox until I was I'm literally thinking 30. preventative is like to prevent some sort of like illness. No, it's like. Prevent wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, it is. Made it sound like it was such like a, this is. Preventative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what some people deem necessary, do your own research to each their own. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying and being in that that you should go out and get it. But like, if that's what makes you happy, fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, it's your life, it's your body, do what you want. But yeah, I think you just have to be a supportive bystander. Other people might not agree with that, though. I th it's annoying because it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Like if it's your partner, you love them for who they are. And I guess you're looking at it like she's changing the way she looks. Also, Botox is just like a muscle relaxer. It's not filler. It's not changing your face. Like it's, it's not doing anything. You won't even notice. I guarantee you that your fiance got it. And that's the thing. She knew I was against it, lied about it. Fast forward a few months, one of her friends accidentally brought it up to me, which means that you had no fucking clue uh, that she even got it. Like, that's my point. When it comes to like this shit, like you don't even know. So like. I know. No, well, when I come home and I have like <laughs> needle pricks in my forehead, I'm like, bye, John. I'll be back. But we're yeah. giving it to you straight. Like, seriously, I literally told you, I was like, why? Why are you doing this? You don't need to do it. You're beautiful. And you fucking do it anyways. I'm like, cool. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I mean, that's the extent of what you could do. Like, you don't, you don't get to go and be like, absolutely not. You can't do this. Like, no, dude. Right. Like, what if she told you that you can't go in and get Invisalign because you had braces when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> and just a friendly reminder, this week's podcast is sponsored by ZocDoc. Tired of endless doctor hunts? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to your healthcare with ZocDoc. ZocDoc is your all-in-one solution for finding and booking the perfect doctor. Plus, they take your insurance. No more ice cream comfort needed. Why wait on hold when you can book with a few taps? ZocDoc lets you schedule appointments instantly, saving you the awkward waiting game. Forget the recommendation hassle. ZocDoc connects you with top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. Filtered by insurance, location, and condition. It's like matchmaking for your health. And the cherry on top, many ZocDoc doctors have appointments available within 24 hours. No more waiting forever for care. Don't let healthcare stress you out. Take the reins at ZocDoc.com straight and snag their free app today. Find your health match and take charge of your well-being. ZocDoc.com straight. ZocDoc.com slash straight. Transform your healthcare journey with ZocDoc. Next question. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years and have been planning on getting married for a while now. He grew up in a very different family dynamic than I did. 
They're very tight knit and limit who they allow in their circle. They're very family oriented, which comes across as controlling a lot of the times. He tells me that that if there was ever a situation that he needed to, that he would choose me. However, I feel like mommy and daddy always rule. I feel like I'm going to be trapped in a marriage with him and his parents. I want to prioritize our relationship together and not try to involve them or worry about their approval for everything. Mind you, he barely mentions anything about us to them or our plans. While my parents know everything, am I the asshole for wanting him to choose me? So to summarize this long question, basically it's the parents are helicopter parents to her son. She wants to have a relationship outside of this family dynamic where it's just the two of them. I mean, what is the one guy said, and we said it before, when you get married, you're starting your own family. It's not like they're adding to like the parents' family. You're starting your own separate thing. So like, no, you're not the asshole to want to have your own family, your own life. Like, sure, they should be involved. They're his parents. But I mean, that's a serious conversation you have to have. If you're already concerned about it now, like you're all, it's only going to get worse. Your, your spouse eventually, like your partner, even when like they're, they become your fiance, end up taking priority over your parents. Like it is normal to separate from your parents when you choose your partner. Like that's, again, to your point, who you're growing a family with. But where are you like in the dating scheme of things? Is it too early? I don't know. Like I just. How long have they been together? Two years. But it's not. That's a long fucking time. No, I know. But I just like it also. How controlling are they? Like are you getting nerve? Like has he made points to say that he would choose his family? I mean, he said to you that he would choose you. I just. Based off of the question. They're helicopter parents. She thinks that's annoying as fuck. She doesn't want that in her future relationship with her husband or boyfriend. So like, yeah, I see that. I think that would drive me crazy too. Like you want to have your own life with your partner and to start it off knowing there's already like an issue, that's going to be a problem. Well, that's what I mean. Like you already feel like you're going to be trapped in a marriage with him and his parents. That's a conversation that you have to have with him about setting boundaries and being intentional with your time, maybe move, who knows? Like sometimes just moving a few 30 to 40 minutes to 3000 miles away can be the trick. (laughs) Seriously. You know, I just think that, but you and your husband or you and your boyfriend have to be on the same page about what that looks like for you and manage those expectations. Have the conversation sooner than later. It's been two years. Yeah. Do it, do it soon. Because if it's already something that's bothering you now, it's only going to get worse. Imagine like when kids get involved, like you just, it's something that you want to tackle now. Right. I've been with my boyfriend for seven years and we have two beautiful children. We definitely are soulmates. Marriage just isn't a priority. I was laid off during COVID and he is self-employed. For the past year, I've been doing grocery delivery to contribute. I've been applying for jobs in my field, but it's been difficult. My boyfriend's sister suddenly passed away less than a year ago. We were all very close, which is why it was so devastating. Since then, my boyfriend has little to no drive. I know he's hurting. He doesn't want to talk about it to me or to anyone. We are also struggling financially as he's self-employed, so he's just not working as much. I'm trying to do my best to contribute, but I can only do so much. I brought it up casually that he needs to pick up the pace because we have no money. He has no motivation, not even having a negative bank account or past due bills motivates him. 
I know he's hurting from losing his sister, but I can only be so understanding. What should I do? How should I support him, but also make sure our bills are paid? You need to bring to him some tools that he can use to kind of like help push him into a better direction, whether it's seeing a therapist, going to like like a grieving group or something. You know, there's a lot of things out there. I think people grieve in their own ways, of course, and you don't know how long that's going to take or what that's going to look like. Again, I know you guys aren't married, but you're in a serious relationship. You have two kids. And we've said this before. I've seen this all over that like relationships are not 50-50. Sometimes one partner can give 80% while the other partner is giving 20%. And right now you're in a season where you're having to lift up your partner way more because he's depleted. And to your point, this can't go on forever. Like you can't just carry this load yourself. I think you do the best you can applying for jobs, working while you can, but making sure that he knows that he's supported and that he can confide in you and that in order to move forward, it probably is necessary for him to seek counsel, whether that's something to be medicated, he talks to someone and maybe talk to his other family members if his parents are still around or his close friends. It might take someone else outside of your relationship to get through to him. Right. I think... Like depression's nothing to fuck around with, but uh, I mean, you have he, you guys got kids together. Like he needs to see what his priorities are. Like his his immediate family like needs him too. So he does need a little kick in the ass to get moving. Oh, it's like it's I, you treading to, lightly though. You're walking about... on eggshells. You are. You are walking course, on eggshells. But yeah. But he needs to like. You have to live. I feel like we've had this. We had a question like last week or we've, I can't remember where it was. The guy racked up like $80,000 mm-hmm. in like uh, debt from gambling and whatever happened. And my initial thing was like, you need to make sure you're not on the mortgage, right? Like, because your financial situation. I don't comes, think this is a similar situation. Depends how dire of a situation they're in. They have past due bills. Like you didn't want to get kicked out of the house. Like, his grieving process is important, but you guys need to make sure you're financially Having able. a gambling problem and grieving are so different. No, 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 no. No, the situation of like, are, were they in a position where they're about to lose their home, where they live? Like before anything else, like you got to make sure that you can survive. Right. I, I But I just think that those are different situations. You can't compare them. Okay. Yeah. In my brain, I'm like, those don't compute. At all? No. I think they can comp- compute when there's like, there is an issue that's because happening. Because in one, the guy was a liar and there was the issue. He was lying about right. his, fu- like what I know, he was doing. But her funny. issue was like, should I leave him or whatever? I'm like, that's secondary to making sure you're financially able to No, because li- this girl, she wants to make sure that her boyfriend is okay mentally. Like I know he's that- not doing something wrong. That is like a conscious choice. He's grieving. I know that. You can, you just can't compare the two questions. Why can't I compare the financial part of it? Like, there's this massive because issue. The financial part of it was caused by something. Well, then you're all going to be depressed on the street when you can't afford your mortgage or pay the bills. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that is a priority. What's where are they going to go? You have two kids. You have no money. You might not be living in your house. Like, think about think about I'm that. I'm thinking about that. What I'm saying is, you can't compare this to the other question. Can, to gambling how, money. You can't compare it. They were delinquent. Too. That's what I was saying. Before she could figure out what's going on with them and their relationship, she had to make sure that she had enough money to survive and live in her house. Like that's a priority. That's how how do you not see like those two similarities? She would like that 
the other couple, like where he was gambling, it was like, yeah, they had, it was his financial problem. Like this, this is both of them. They have kids together. The other one, like they weren't, they were getting the house together and he chose not to gamble his money away. I'm not comparing gambling and depression. That's not what I'm comparing. I'm so, comparing the issue of financial stability, like, of like that needs to be a priority. So you, first you can make sure you're okay surviving and living in your home. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not comparing the, those two problems. I'm comparing the, <laughs> how are you not getting what I'm saying? I just don't think it's a good comparison. That's a good debate. I think it's a trash comparison. <laughs> I think it's a debate. I think you think I'm, why do you think I'm comparing the money, the, the gambling part Cause with it's, his depression? It's the road of how you get, you got there it's because it's like, that's what I you can need. get there any way I want. That, because that's how you're going to like fix the issue. Like what's the core issue that got you to this depression. financial state, but that wasn't what it was for the guy who was gambling. So what do you need to do to get out of it? Like, so yeah. Two people don't have money. One could be from medical bills. One could be because they gambled at all. Like how you get out of that situation is going to be completely different. You're just like trying to compare a leaf to a fucking Ferrari. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't know their financial situation. <laughs> you don't know their financial situation. I, we do know. They're it. past they, due. They might be getting kicked out of their house this week. So what are you trying? What's the line that you're trying to draw here? My line is his mental health is really important but so is your survival and your family's survival like i don't know are they about to get kicked out of their house because they're past due and they're delinquent on stuff that's what i'm saying like that's important but okay, like okay cool you address that now what exactly so now what that's what i'm saying like the way that you get out of it like cool now you're aware that we shit hit the fan and we're fucked financially because we're talking about so walking on eggshells okay, with him what? and his depression but now what like you're trying to compare these two scenarios now what for him like you got to put a little pep in his step. Be like, we're about to get kicked out of our but house. How is that I need you to put your depression same? on pause. But how is that the same and make the some other money relationship? Because so in this relationship, they should stay together. The other relationship, they shouldn't. Right. So how is how are these the same? Other than the only comparison of those two questions is that they were hurting for money. The comparison is where their priority was on the problem was their relationship. <laughs> It's was the relationship. I'm like, the relationship is important, but I still don't think that's number one. If financial one was a lie and one is mental health, one is a tragedy. Like just what are you not getting what, what I'm are saying? You not what getting? are you not getting what I'm saying? Well, you're trying to like draw a line from A to B, but it it doesn't make sense. That makes sense. None of that makes sense. hundred percent makes sense. Who's gonna have to cut out all this? No, no, no. Because no one's gonna be able to follow along. This doesn't make you don't make sense. I do make sense. No, please. Next question. Oh my God. No, we didn't even answer it. Yeah, we did. Just get there. Just get it. Land the plane. You got it. You're the pilot and we're gonna land. Let me paint the picture for you, okay? There's two problems. Let's go, Bob Ross. Your mental health and also your financial situation. Your mental health is what got you into this financial problem that you're having. And like, yes, you need to work on your mental health. That's really important. But the priority in this moment is fixing your financial situation so you're okay, your wife's okay, your kids are okay, everyone's getting fed, you have a roof over your head, and then working on the mental health. Like, I just think my priority in this what's first is making sure you have enough money to survive but how do you get him to see that like from a supportive standpoint because right now well you're talking about walking dark. on eggshells i would go out in an extreme panic 
<laughs> I'd be like, we're <laughs> about to get fucking kicked out. I need you to pick it up. I know you're going through some shit and we will figure it out, but let's make sure we pay this month's mortgage first. Yeah. I think that's great. Perfect. Anxiety. I'm exhausted. Anxiety driven conversations. I don't know if I landed the plane there, but I tried. I think you do exactly what John said <laughs> and it will all be great. Best of luck. Okay. Next question. My girlfriend and I are both 22 and have been dating for two years. We've had our ups and downs and moments where life was just peaceful and nothing was going on, just like any other relationship. At this point in our relationship, we know pretty much everything about each other. We live together, so we both know what's going on in each other's lives. When we go out on dates or even just hang out, we never really talk anymore. There's no conversation from either side other than about work. We do have some conversations that aren't about work, but it's the majority of what we talk about. Personally, I hate talking about work. I want to get away from it. I work 40 hours a week, so the little time I have away from it, I want to enjoy it. But my girlfriend, on the other hand, tells me all the tea and stories of what's going on at work. There have been times in the middle of dinner dates that I had to cut her off and be like, hey, I love you and all, but can we please stop talking about work? And then we'd be completely silent for a while until somebody has something good to say. Car rides home, we play music, and she would just bring up work. I'm not going to put all the blame on her, as sometimes I do bring up work as well when she asks me how my day went. We're not bored with each other. At least I don't think so. There's more to life than just work, work, and more work. So how can I improve our conversations after being together for two years and basically knowing each other inside and out? When you first start with when you say, I don't want to talk about work, maybe have a follow-up thing to talk about. You're just assuming that she's got something else to fucking talk about. And like, then you sit there in silence. Like, yeah, maybe think of topics. I don't know. Talk about the news. Also, don't be so hard on yourself. When you, when work is the majority of your day, if that's all that you're doing, of course, that's like all the new, the new information that you're going to have to bring up and discuss. If you want new things to talk about, you have to do, do new things. Go vacation, travel, join extracurriculars. Pickle golf. Pickle golf. <laughs> Pickleball. Disc golf. Oh my God. Did you see there was a video? Have you ever played disc Don't golf? Don't care. Never will fucking okay. play that stupid disc game. Disc golf is kind of fun. I'll play spike ball. So exactly. Just do these things. Get a dog, travel, plan a vacation. I don't know. I just feel like hanging out with other friends, but you, you have to... I don't, I don't want to say like forgive yourself, but like give yourself grace. The fact that like your girlfriend and you only have topics of work to talk about because that's the majority of what you're doing. That's where you're spending Join your the time. the fucking club. I know, right? That's yeah. marriage. I don't have something to talk to you about all the time. Right. I'll just sit there and stare at your face till we're done eating. I don't know, like whatever. But I get where he's coming from where certain topics are draining. Like- you, well, because we'll do that. Like sometimes when we're out or I'm just like, can we not? Can we just save this conversation of work sure. until tomorrow? Also, because like we work together. But yeah, that's honestly, that's number one is you got to do new things. You got to go do things. If it's work, watching TV, dinner, that's it. Like that's your every day. You're going to have to figure something out. Go do plan something. some fun date nights where you're doing an activity, not just sitting across from each other at dinner, maybe go on some hikes. I don't know. There's just so many things that you could do to add value to your conversations if you feel like you're getting bored with things maybe read a book together the same book popcorn read and then you could discuss after john and i did that when we started dating we would popcorn read harry potter <laughs> i got through one page and i was like i cannot hear this nonsense <laughs> coming from your mouth i was so monotone i'm like and then harry 
walk down the stairs. Harry and Hermione. I'm like, John. Harry, no. <laughs> Ron, no. Ron, no. He's got to sacrifice himself. <laughs> okay. Next question. My sister and I are in our 30s and have a toxic relationship. Over the past 20 years, I've questioned from time to time if it's all in my head that she's as cruel as I think she is. But my husband and all of my friends are constantly shocked at how she treats me. She loves to start fights and cause scenes at weddings and holidays. I have always had to take any verbal abuse from her to keep the embarrassment to a minimum. My parents think family is the most important thing, so they like to ignore everything she does. I now live in a different state, and I am trying to keep a relationship with my nephews. I recently flew home for the first time since I moved and had asked to see my nephews. Before my trip, my sister said that she'll be heading to a camp the week that I'm home, and the day she leaves depends on the weather. I was hurt that she couldn't wait one day for me to see them. Since I didn't have vacation time, I decided to fly home a couple days later than I originally planned since I couldn't depend on seeing my nephews. Come to find out, the weather was beautiful the day I asked to see them, and she didn't leave for camp. My husband and I know she did that on purpose. She has every right to decide who's in her kids' lives, but should I stop trying if she's going to play these games? Should I not be sending them gifts for their birthdays, Christmas, and Halloween if they don't even know the person that is sending them? I know it'll cause more drama if I don't, but my husband doesn't want me to stress over finances with the gifts if she's going to be so petty. I don't know if I should continue to suck it up for the rest of my life to make my parents happy or if I should cut my losses, save my money, and deal with the whole new drama that comes with not sending presents every year. I think... I don't know why are so what are her parents saying about it? Her parents just think that family is family. That's what it sounds like. Well, that's a stupid response. Um that's so dumb. <laughs> Family's family. Deal with your sister being toxic and treating you like shit. What a stupid thing to say. I think it's just like an old school mentality again of just that like you that should That it's okay to be a piece of shit to your sibling. That you should dismiss toxic behavior. It's a similar question to to the one that we answered last week in a way. This one though involves kids where again, you should not ignore toxic behavior just because you're blood. Like that is not an excuse. Right, but when it comes be... to the the kids like listen, I wouldn't stop giving gifts. I, I think it has nothing to do with them. You're you're doing the right thing and you're trying and like one day they'll hopefully hopefully they know they're getting the, the gifts. If not, like you're still doing good. When it comes to your sister, I would try to be as neutral as possible because obviously like she's fucking jealous of you or I don't know, just very toxic of a person. So your mental health is important. We always say that. So if that relationship is toxic, I would I just would like leave it as it is and let her reach out to you. I would send these gifts to your parents if they live in the same town oh, as your sister that's a good idea. and have them give the gifts. If your sister doesn't want to go out of her way to see you, give the gifts to your parents, send them there. And then your parents could be like, oh, this is from that auntie, is such a good whatever, idea. you know, and then that way the kids still know. But I feel like that was, that was good. Good yeah. job. Because Middleman. now it's like your parents are so blinded, it seems like, to like how she's treating you. You're really getting your parents involved, like the gifts. See how she acts when gifts are given. I just think that you, your relationship with your sister is not, you know, butterflies and roses, but I don't think that it should impact the relationship with your nephews because I think that you would regret not putting in that effort down the road if, you know, you and your sister come to terms and you guys end up like having a great relationship at some point, who knows? But I just think that 
continue to do what you're doing, be the bigger person. And again, relationships ebb and flow. Like maybe she'll come around one day, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't. (laughs) And if she doesn't, I wouldn't stress about trying to force that relationship to work. If it hasn't just keep being, just keep living your life. (laughs) I feel like we're not giving good advice. I am. <laughs> I I would have gotten rid of that relationship. See ya. If you want to be nice to me, you could talk to me. If you're not going to, lose my number. Lose my number. Next question. My boyfriend of one year found out that I had been texting my ex regularly during our relationship. I want to fix our relationship, but he's so upset at me. My ex and I were texting almost every day, but the reason I was texting him was out of familiarity and habit since we'd been in touch excuses. regularly Just even after a bunch we of broke up. Excuses. You're going to let me finish. I like how she's like, let me uh, let me justify. The reason why I was talking to my ex-boyfriend was because uh, familiarity. <laughs> okay. You're dating someone, but you're like, you know what? This is okay. This What I'm doing is okay, and like, eventually I'll stop. <laughs> You were also fucking for familiarity. Like, are you going to continue sucking his dick too? Oh, no. What an idiot. (laughs) Okay, let me continue. I don't think you have to. I don't have any feelings for my ex. I really want to fix things with my boyfriend, but I don't know how. Right now, we have some good days and some bad days. On the good days, he's happy and loving, and then he'll remember something about the messages that he found, and he'll get angry, cold, or distant. Today, he told me he's thinking of sleeping with other girls. What should I do? I think if you're texting your ex, you this probably don't healthy. want to be with your boyfriend. <laughs> this sounds healthy in all directions. You got a boyfriend now. He wants to hook up with other people. <laughs> you have your own issues. I think it's time to... Uh, to get away from each other. Like the advice that we always give, break up. Break up. I think that's a great idea. Maybe we should get shirts. That should be like the merch that we get. Just like says break up. Break up. Or like get divorced. For the streets. <laughs> but I also, no, I, I don't, I think that breaking up is different than getting divorced. Also, if we're going to actually talk about our taglines here, if you're in an abusive relationship, get divorced. But I think when you're making a commitment to marry someone, like breaking up should be the fucking answer before you get married. Like you date to see if you want to be with this person long term. Like your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend and you broke up, but I think you still want to. Why would you be texting your ex? But I think now that your boyfriend, like maybe you guys could come to an agreement about what works in your relationship, but he wants to sleep with other people now. There's trust that has been broken. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to rebuild this trust with your current boyfriend if you want to stay with him. But it sounds very messy. So hashtag break up with your boyfriend. You know Only Next. because it's stressing John out, honestly. It's not stressing me out. I'm just like. Just, Come on, just, John. You did dumb things, too, in relationships. I thought I, I was texting my ex-boyfriend for a year. I don't know. Like, like. I'm just saying, like, for a year. For a year and then you're like i'm gonna now i'm gonna try to turn this around no no no. it's not even a tech they haven't been texting for a year she's been with her boyfriend of a year and then so i guess yeah she has been texting her ex so okay so the whole time you're with your boyfriend you've been texting your ex the whole time the, the texting part is not even the worst part of it. it the worst part for me is her reasoning 
for doing it. The fact that you have some sort of audacity to think like, well, th there's a reason why, why I'm doing it. And it's, you know, cause it's familiar to me. Well, what was the context of these messages? You know, who the fuck, it doesn't fucking matter. You're texting your ex. It's irrelevant. You shouldn't no, be talking no, no. to this person I'm trying to play devil's advocate. All. Like, are they in the same friend group? Is there a reason? I like, don't give where a you flying do, fuck. Do you share a kid? Who knows? But like, I think that there's only like there's certain situations where like you are allowed to text your ex, but it doesn't sound like any of those situations were involved here. Okay. Next question. I, 28 female, have been with the same man, 42 male, for the last seven years. John, do you need a minute? John, do you need a minute? You could cool down. Looks like you're sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating for sure. In my in my sweater that I wanted to wear because it's fall now, but it's not. Does really. it seem like I'm mocking these people? I'm, yeah, a hundred percent. It does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like you're not. Some being, people deserve it. You're, <laughs> you're not being nice. Some people don't need nice though. You know, they need a kick in the ass. I saw somebody comment like, you know, these people are opening up to you and like writing you questions. I'm like, oh, are they? They're also anonymous. Like, they could be making these stories up, like, or lying. Like, true. Oh, also, we don't you know. Don't you fucking think that people are like, my name is Alex Picasso. <laughs> I am 28 years old and I live at 15 Evergreen Street in North Carolina. Like, I don't know any of your fucking information. It's not like you're really opening up. It's, it's anonymous. You might hear your question. You might not. That's true. And if you're asking a stupid question, I'm going to give you a fucking answer that deserves right like the only person who knows that we're talking to them is the person who wrote in like when people rip into us it's on the i mean we do that to ourselves like it's right. on the internet but yeah it's true it's like yeah you're opening up but like you also wrote in number one number just, two just take away by the way it's all anonymous we don't know who you are like you you thought you had a reason like a good reason to why you were talking to your ex i mean just like think Think about that. I'm justified. Next question. You're people not. have done worse things. Yeah, well, well. I'm not I'm not saying that this is acceptable behavior. I agree with you, but like the energy that you're giving right now. I had some coffee. Okay. I was gonna say, like, there's there have been a lot of worse behavior in these questions. It's because I'm like sometimes you, you keep hitting me with questions. So some of them like I'm really paying attention. And some of them you're like half asleep for. Uh, yeah. So I think it was just the triggering part of, keep going, next question. I, 28 female, have been with the same man, 42 male, for the last seven years, and I kid you not, it was love at first sight. We wasted no time becoming a couple. The last seven years have been amazing. We have similar interests, hobbies, music tastes, humor. We like to travel, spend all of our free time together, and it's been like a match made in heaven. A few months ago, we took a two-week-long road trip. It was great. We traveled to a couple of different states and experienced a lot of rad things. Leading up to the trip, he was extra lovey-dovey. I love yous, commenting on how long we've been together and how wonderful it's been, and how he wants to spend the rest of his life with me. Had broached the topic of rings and how I would want to be asked months beforehand all this lovey-dovey talk made me think of that as well all in all i thought he would try to pop the question and i knew i would say yes without a doubt but the trip came and went and no question was asked all good it'll happen when it happens but my brain can't help but be mad about it the more i think about it the more one-sided this relationship seems to be i'm the breadwinner of the relationship which i'm fine with but it just seems like i'm the money pouch I paid for the trip, I pay for dinners, I pay for date nights, groceries, his house, his clothing, pet food, truck parts, literally everything. I will get him nice gifts and gifts just because. I hide little love notes around the house, 
All of these things I don't necessarily mind doing. I'm very much a spoiler, but I work 50 plus hours a week, five to seven days a week to have that luxury. I feel very taken advantage of and like I'm a sugar mama. I certainly do not mind paying for things, especially being the breadwinner, but goddamn, birthday or holiday gifts have minimal thought, usually a gift card. Valentine's Day is stupid. Okay, I honestly, I get it. Let she, me finish the question. I know, but she's just talking about all these things she's done for him and he's not doing the same thing in return for her. Like literally how much does she have to talk about? She's talking about Valentine's day. She's talking about the gifts she's giving him here and that like, okay, I let me just finish. We've experienced so many things. He has been there for me through a lot and he is truly a lovely kind human, but my head is reeling and I'm just unsure how to feel. I feel like a robot. Every time I say, I love you back to him. Am I just being a brat? I feel like I have no leg to stand on if I try to break it off with him. So her question it sounds like you just listed a lot of legs to stand on. If you wanted to break up with him. All right. So your love language is gift giving. His obviously is not. You seem like you're putting more into this relationship than he is. How long have they been dating? Seven years. Seven years. She's you're, 28. He's 42. He should not have told you like about rings. I talked about rings and all that stuff and then never popped a question. And I'm assuming it's been a while. So like, did he forget about it? Like, I understand where you're coming from. You're justified in being annoyed and upset. The whole gift giving thing, though, and you like name it's drop. It's not just all gift giving. Like she pays for all the groceries, date nights, his clothes, their pet food, the truck parts. Is she, she said literally that, everything. Is she doing that out of her own like free will, or is like, you know, she has he not offered to do any of this? Does she want to be the sugar mama and want to have that role? I we don't know enough about what's going on. Either way. Long story short, you're justified in your feelings for that. I don't know. Has she not talked to him about it? I'm assuming they have not had a conversation about the way that she's feeling. Communication. I don't. I don't even want to sing it because I'm annoyed. You're, you've been pretty annoyed this Communication. episode. I know, but it's you're just gonna be more and more angry as time goes on, and you're gonna let it build up. You need to say something sooner than later. I think you first have to have a conversation with yourself. And you have to know what you're willing to provide in a relationship and what what you really want out of it. Because again, like if you expect him to do these things for you and maybe he can't afford it, like, is that okay? Do you, or do you want him to be more thoughtful when it comes to these things? Like, what is it exactly that you're willing to do or what do you want in a partner? Because if you want an equal or you want someone to, you know, be able to do these things, I just think that's what you have to do. You have to decide like, what are you, if you're okay with being the breadwinner, then what comes with that? I just think you have to self-reflect and ask yourself what you want in a relationship. Because if you don't mind being the breadwinner, a lot of these things that you listed are what comes with the territory of being a breadwinner. And if you're okay with that, you just have to accept that. But it, with, the, with these other things, you know, like being more thoughtful with gifts, like maybe he doesn't know that. It's just like communicating your needs. But again, it's still okay to grow apart from your partner and realizing that, you know, maybe when you met, when you were younger, that you no longer serve each other as you did in the past. And he needs to pull his weight hundred percent. But if you haven't had this conversation with him and you're feeling this way of like being distant or pulled away from him, like that's kind of on you for not having the conversation. You're obviously the one with the issue. I don't know how he feels. Maybe he has no idea, you know? Right. So just, just talk to him first. Communicate, see where he's at. Again, I think you you just have to have a moment of self-reflection. Be like, what do what do I want in a partner? Does this person live up to what I'm looking for in a relationship? And that's it. That's it.
Go team. Woo. You all right, John? I'm good. I feel like that one was really emotional for you. Not just that question, this this episode. I feel like I was just more dialed in, you know? Sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm off. Half the time people think I'm high. Yeah, I'm not. Just, just like how it's not always 50-50 or 100-100. Like, I felt like you were giving like 75 and I was giving 25 here. I'll take that. <laughs> no, no, no. Now because you agreed, I was actually mm -hmm. giving 60 and you were probably giving 40. I think a main takeaway, because a lot of these questions kind of have this around it, is it's never going to be, it's not always going to be 50-50. And you're going to have to pull some more weight than your partner at different times. In different seasons of life. And that's okay. Yeah. So anyways. You want to go to icks? Yeah. My ick. My ick is, oh man. Yeah. You know, you saying you would drive the past four days your parents were here, but I know you wouldn't really drive, you know? I like how you say that. In and, a scared way. And you <laughs> know for a fact <laughs> that you would never because my dad was there. Like my dad, if he saw you get in the backseat, would make fun of you oh, so I bad. I know. Which again, like patriarchy, whatever. But like he would, he, he would. But you're also a terrible driver. So I can't even trust you with it. it sucks. <laughs> okay. That's the thing too. Like, fuck you because you just like to gaslight me and be like, you, you didn't offer to drive and you wouldn't have driven and you shouldn't drive because you fucking suck at it. So it's just like full circle. Just I do want to put out of it. I want to do roles reverse though, because you're like, let's drive here. And then right when we're done with this, we could drive across the fucking state and go over here and do this. And I just feel like if you were the one driving, you were in the back seat. <laughs> Just chirping away. But if you were in traffic or almost getting if hit by a car. If you were in course, the backseat, that's my ick. If John was in the backseat, you'd still be complaining about something. Uh, you would be. You'd be like, oh my God. And I'd, I'd be like, John, play those games on your phone. No. Look at your iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your iPad. Give me my iPad. Come on, John. We're almost there. Only two more episodes of Yellowstone. <laughs> like, that's what I would have to do with you. I would like to see you, though. I would like to see roles reverse. I think you would want to go to less places. I enjoy you driving. Like, you know we why? We can have coffee here, because and then we can have our one drink over here uh, 50 minutes away, and then our second drink, we can go across <laughs> the back fuck same love way. Driving. I love because I love listening to podcasts. Like That's when I catch up on podcasts. Alex, there's four of us in the car. No one's going to be silent. Your dad, you think your dad's going to be quiet yeah, for so the podcast? Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, it went fast because we're all like chatting away with each other. You just like look at things like as through a negative <laughs> lens, and you're like... I'm miserable no matter I'm what. I'm just saying, prove it. <laughs> prove it. You're just a living example. Nope. You you drive for four days in a row. I'm happy to, no, but you're every not. time. You're so, you're, you're good. You're good in front of these cameras. You're good. <laughs> John, literally, I will document every time I'm trying to offer. And then you would say some hurtful thing to be like, no, you hit parked cars. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't reply back with, you let me go into oncoming traffic while I hold an ice cream cone. Okay. Okay, was that your ick? No. No, it wasn't. My ick is that you, you just being yourself as like a stress. Like, I just feel like you should do drugs, honestly. Like, you would benefit so much from just being high all the time because you stress me out. You're like, I'm... You zen. need someone in your life. No, no, no. Because no, you don't. won't get anything no, done. You're like... If a normal person stressed is at like... like 110%. Like, if I'm just chilling, normal person's at 110% stress rate. You're at 
1000 you're just your anxiety and stress is through the roof like you march around the house stomping around and i'm like what happened and you're like uh there's no grocery bags <laughs> at the grocery store like something will bother you for so long and i'm like why is that why is that making you so stressed stress isn't the right word alex yeah that's not the right word it annoyed. is annoyed definitely annoyed i'll give you annoyed angry sure why why are you stressed about grocery bags no just pissed but why do you even like let these things bother you i don't know <laughs> fucking ask the almighty whoever made me my mother <laughs> it's because you were impressed because i wasn't fucking <laughs> breastfed we've been really good at concluding these <laughs> like full back. circle that was good you did it last week too thanks all right that's the only fucking compliment you're getting all right i'm gonna read a review now so we could stop this. I'm sweating. All right. Five stars. I'm addicted by Mel G. Seriously, thank <laughs> you for providing such good entertainment and keeping it real. I'm a nurse and I listen to your podcast on the way to work, at lunch, and on my way home from work. Respect. Thank you. Healthcare, nurses. Yes. Doctors, love it. And therapists. And people listen to podcasts in the car. Good. I'm glad. That helps us. Listen to us. Listen to the full episode so, and tell your friends <laughs> where to find it. So you can listen to us in the car too if that will make driving better for don't you. try to bring it back full circle <laughs> thank you guys so much for uh listening like subscribe email comment i love it if you want to email us you could reach us at hello give it to me straight podcast.com you could click the link in our show notes to ask a question anonymously where john will make fun of you and you could <laughs> and you can find us everywhere at give it to me straight podcast on all the socials and we will see you next week ciao ciao bye, bye.